0: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Sunita, the Punjabi, the brain coach. Today I wanted to go over with you a very, very profound, simple strategy on overcoming limiting beliefs. Now the first thing I wanted to go over with you guys is that um, limiting beliefs, the ones that really stop us, are very often stored below the level of our awareness. So that means that we're not even consciously We don't know that we're thinking these thoughts. Um, All we feel is a sort of a residue of an emotion. Now, sometimes, especially for men, and that's just a joke, but sometimes we're not even aware of the emotion because it's happening so fast. And, And again, if you've been watching some of the other workshops that I do, you'll know that a lot of the beliefs that we have, a lot of the beliefs that we hold to be true, creating our life below the level of our awareness they're operating on automatic so we keep getting slight improve, improve um, improvements in our life but they're nothing substantially different and then we get frustrated so here's one method on how to overcome limiting beliefs but the first part about it is how to detect you've got a limiting belief Now, the first thing to do, and usually when this is happening, the setting, is you've got to do something that you're not necessarily looking forward to doing. Um, The brain wants you to not try anything new. It wants you to do what it's always done because that equates to safety. And again, if you've been learning about the brain and what we've been talking about, Most of your decisions and most of how you act is on automatic. There's very little creation going on. So this methodology is actually going to have you create your response rather than respond based on previous programming. And again, previous programming is from your past. So if you keep acting the way you've always acted, and if you make all your decisions based on what you've got in the past, you're going to keep getting what you've gotten. And if that's okay, then great. And that might be okay. But if you want something different, you've got to start to question your beliefs. Um, And again, a lot of them that are really costing us, the ones that are really... Uh, Stopping us and slowing us down are below the level of our awareness. So let's get into that. First thing, step number one when you're doing something and you start to feel a hesitation or um, a negative feeling, any negative feeling is not your natural state. You are not created to suffer. Uh, If you're a parent, you'll understand whatever created, whoever you believe created you, I do believe in a creator. But whatever you believe, it makes no logical sense to have you suffer. So first thing, step number one, whenever you feel an emotion that is not fully joy, fully abundant, fully expressive, anything that feels heavy, any negative emotion, in other words, is one that's probably telling you there's a limiting belief operating Okay. now the system about to go over happened to me i was in my car and i felt this feeling and i thought what is that about and i'm going to show you the steps i went through when i invented this system it is now proven through science if you're interested some of this that i'm going to be able to cover with you right now is from dr robert ellis on questioning irrational beliefs. The first part of, a, of what I'm about to go over though is something that I invented just for you guys. So here we go. Step number one is what am I feeling? Is, there a, is this a negative emotion? So step number one is isolate the emotion. The Bible talks about holding a thought captive, but a lot of the time we don't even know the thoughts that we're having. We're thinking things, but they're operating below the level of our awareness, and when that's happening, all we're sensing is an emotion. A stinking thinking, you've heard that before, stinking thinking, so it looks like a thought, and you've put a pretty lid on it. But it still smells. And the residue, the smell that we sense is an emotion. I don't know if the analogy makes sense to you. Uh, If you walk into a room and there's garbage there, stinking, but you put a pretty top on it, you can still smell a stinking thinking. You can still smell stinking garbage. So, an emotion, equate it with, especially a negative emotion, equate it with a stinking thought, and that might help you. So step number three is actually giving the emotion a voice. What is it saying to you? Now, it may be hard in the beginning to do this, but once you practice this, it's like a mental muscle. Just like any other muscle in your body, the more you use it, the more you're going to get comfortable with this. So you've isolated the emotion. okay? Um, You've allowed it to be with you and just be there with it. It takes seconds and then step number three you're going to give it a voice and when you give that emotion a voice remember it's probably going to talk talk like a five-year-old. This emotion doesn't say words like consequential or or words like furthermore. It actually talks like a five-year-old. The reason is because these core limiting beliefs were created at a very young age now you've thought them so many times that they've you've added fancy language to it but we want to get to the core limiting belief and it's like a five-year-old and it might say something like i can't do it or i'm not good enough or this is hard it might say something very simple So as soon as you can you've isolated the emotion now give it a voice Write down what you hear it saying, and again, this will take a little bit of practice. But what you want to know is that the more you practice, the easier it's going to get. Okay. Once you've isolated that emotion, next thing to do is question it. You've written it down. Okay. Let's use a sample. I can't do it. I'm too old. I'm too new I'm I don't know how to do this whatever reason it may be write it down question it first question is it true in other words if we were to get all the people in the room together like all the people in the world if we were to bring them together would they all agree that this emotion is true and your first response would be well yeah it's true I totally you know I'm totally not good enough I totally can't do this so your first response may be yes it's true but if you think about it would everybody in the world if we got them all together and if they would they agree that it's true like is it true every single time in your life is there any any time where this thing where what you're thinking is not true is it possible that some other time in your life or someone might disagree that it's not true so question is it true second question is it always true so you're having a negative emotion isolate the emotion step number one step number two try and let the emotion be with you okay because we're about to do step number three which is ask the emotion let it talk to you it's going to tell you something have a pen and paper ready But when you can let that emotion be, you might need to tell yourself, where is it on my body? If you can isolate it in your chest or your head or in the back of your neck, be with it. Uh, An emotion, a negative emotion or a negative thought is like a relative, okay? If you don't pay attention to it, it's going to knock, but then it's going to knock louder and louder until you open the door and listen to it. So and this is why positive thinking doesn't work. You can't just put something over an emotion hope it goes away. You've got to give it a voice. So this next step is so powerful because not only does it work in the methodology of overcoming limiting beliefs but it's also going to help you take control of these negative emotions because you're going to actually let them, have, let them have their time. Let them say something to you without judgment. Now, this first step of questioning and belief is actually the foundation of rewiring your brain. This is the foundation of neuroplasticity. When you ask yourself, is it always true? It literally halts the neuronal impulse, the neuronal thought. If you can imagine a highway in your brain of neurons and it's firing electrically, right? When you question this thought that you're having, and again, we're questioning limiting beliefs that we brought up from an emotion. And why is it originally an emotion, if you think about it, because you thought it so many times. But now we've got the limiting belief in a statement on a piece of paper hopefully, but now we're gonna say, is it always true? Now when you question it, imagine you're literally halting the impulse of the neuronal pathway, you're literally stopping the thought in its tracks. Now what's really exciting about this, you'll never totally lose neuron in your brain but we're trying to rewire we're trying to get different results in our life so what you're about to do is stop it and create a new pathway so what we're talking about is saying is it always true and now you're beginning to see that wow this emotion this thought isn't always true this thought there's times where it's not always true and this is profound when you can do this but the next step is if I couldn't think this thought and we're just gonna play a game I can't think the thought and the the thought we're using is I can't do this I'm not good enough so we know that it's not always true because there is a time in my life where i was good enough i remember going on stage and receiving a promotion i remember getting everyone to clap and i remember good things in my life now by the way so cool right when you can start to imagine this negative thought as not being true what you're actually doing is opening up in your brain a new way of thinking about this this situation a new way of thinking About yourself or whatever you're questioning. So now what's happening is we're beginning to consider and we're beginning to reflect on times when this wasn't always true. So you wanna, as you're beginning to reflect on that, you wanna get what is the cost to me of this thought? And the way the question is worded is if I couldn't think this thought, how would I act? What would I do? How would I behave? That question opens up your awareness to the cost of this negative belief. This limiting belief is costing you and a lot of us are numb to the cost. That's the reason we haven't changed it yet. We haven't changed it because we're unaware of the cost of this negative belief or limiting belief. So. Let's see, if I couldn't think the thought I'm not good enough, if I couldn't think the thought that I can't do this, what would I do? What would I be? How would I act? And the first thing you're probably going to realize is you'd have more freedom. I would take more chances. If I thought I was good enough, I would try more. I would make more videos. I would, I would talk to more people. I would knock on more doors. I, would, I wouldn't be afraid uh, to, to approach people. So the consequences are a loss of freedom, but also a cost of self-expression. I don't take as many risks. One of the things uh, I, when I when I invented this system, I was working with a young girl who was uh, bulimic, and um, when I told her, "What if you can't think the thought I'm fat?" Now this was the limiting beliefs that she had is was she's not pretty enough. I'm too fat. Now she's a size three, and when she was eating, you could actually see her food moving in her stomach. That's how thin she was, but in her mind, she really believed she wasn't thin enough. So when I asked her, what would it be like if you couldn't think the thought that I'm fat or I'm not pretty? What if you couldn't think that thought? And she said, I would dress up more. I would dance more. I would, I would go out more. I would accept invitations from my friends. Well, here's the crazy thing about it. If she did all of that, she'd probably know that she's beautiful, that she is good enough. So it's really interesting when you think about the things that you would do if you couldn't have that thought. And it's just a game. The game is, I can't think that thought. What would I do? What would I be like? And you start opening up your mind to the possibilities. And you start becoming aware of the life you've been living because of this thought. So the question is, what would I do if I couldn't think this thought? What would I be? How would I act? Go there and that's again a great way of rewiring your mind you're beginning to travel that road and at first it might be hard because you haven't thought about this this is actually creating a new connection in your neuronal pathway like I'm not kidding we are rewiring the brain at this point on your own okay the mechanism I'm going over is gonna feel kinda mechanical at first You know, isolating your thought, questioning the thought, and then getting present to the consequence of your thought. And what would you be like if you couldn't think that thought? This is kind of strange, but if you do it, if you do it, and and sometimes limiting beliefs travel in packs. So that means you deal with one, another one's right behind it. But the really cool thing is, once you start pulling down one of those limiting beliefs, it's like a knot, right? once you start getting one thread loose they all start to come apart so it's amazing the kinds of revelations that you'll have the awareness that you'll create just by starting to question one belief at a time one belief at a time so right now what we're doing is what is the cost to me to hold on to this belief and now what you want to do is ask yourself if I couldn't have this belief what would I do and when you get present to a way of behaving that you may have forgotten about the next thing to do is so is that belief totally true in other words if I reverse the negative belief and the negative belief that we're using in this example is, I can't do it I'm just not good enough so if I was to reverse that belief what would it be I can do this I am good enough okay So, when you question that belief, is that always true? Are you always good enough? No, there's times in my life where I messed it up. I I just wasn't ready. Okay. So, the first belief was, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Okay. We got aware of the consequences and costs of that belief. The opposite of my negative belief, or my limiting belief, is I can do it. I am good enough. Now is that always true? No, that's not always true either. Okay? And you're going to find that if you know that something you believe is always true, like undeniably always true, well then you're God, and we need to have a different conversation. Okay? And you need to come see me in San Antonio, Texas, and sit in my formal office. (laughs) Now, at first, because this is a new thought, it's a new way of looking, you might have a visceral reaction like, no, I can't do this. Your brain's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's okay, okay? Moment to moment, moment to moment, choose. Moment to moment, choose the thoughts that you have. First step, you isolated the the emotion. You found that there was a thought behind it, behind it. Write it down. Start to take it through the questioning process. When you realize the opposite of that thought, question that as well. Now you're aware of the cost of that limiting belief. Not kidding, 90% of the game is there. Now that you're aware of the cost, you're not numb anymore to the cost of this this limiting belief you've been holding on to. Consider the opposite of it. That's not always true. Choose. The last step is to choose. I hope this was helpful. You'll probably need to do this moment to moment in the beginning. Uh and, and it's gonna again, it might not seem normal. But I tell you, it's a very powerful system. It's very powerful. This is based on cognitive reality therapy. This is also based on ontology. Take a look into it. Learn more about it. And please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. And if you find something that's totally true, I want to know about it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.